Welcome to Stream Police, the podcast where we tell you what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly on Netflix. I'm John Otney. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Michael Sebney. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing okay. Last week, we reviewed Lady Vengeance, uh, which is a movie we were a little mixed on. I think we originally had something else planned for this episode, but with the holidays and everything, I mean, we just had to do a Christmas movie, and I think we picked a pretty unique one. (laughs) Sure. I mean, it was tough. It was tough. When there's so much, uh, there's a lot of really weird holiday movies on Netflix. I don't know if you just kind of browsed uh, the selection around Christmas time. It's like so many animal movies, and every other thing has Dean Cain in it. It's weird that little. That, that's really where Dean Cain is now. He's just doing Christmas movies. Now we didn't. We didn't watch something with Dean Cain, but we did watch something with animals, and I think we probably watched the most again i'm gonna say unique one and that movie was drum roll santa claus which came out uh, this year if i'm not mistaken and we should point out to the listeners uh throw everything you know about how to spell santa claus and spell it c-l-a-w-s because that's how i spell it it's a pun yeah good they need to know yeah and it was produced by the asylum and i think we'll talk about if you're, if you're not familiar with what the asylum is the production company i think we'll talk about that a little bit uh in just a few minutes but first i thought uh it might be fun just to talk about some holiday movies uh just in general i sat down and watched love actually for the first time oh really this holiday season <laughs> have you ever watched that michael Oh, of course, I've watched it. I, I have them all. <laughs> uh, the Hugh Grant one, you know, the huge ensemble. Yeah. yeah. I hated it. <laughs> I really hated it. I, you know, I, I've, that's one of those movies I hear about every year that's like, oh, it's, the, it's this great love story. All these connected love stories around Christmas time. And I sit down and watch it, and these stories are so disjointed. They, none of them are strong enough to stand on their own. And no. most of them, like, don't even make any sense. I think one in particular, uh, I don't know how well you remember the movie, but there was the one character who just wanted to get with chicks. He was like, a, he's like a waiter or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he's like, I'm going to go to America and then I'm going to meet all sorts of hot chicks. And you're like, oh, something interesting is going to happen here. And then he goes to America and he goes to some bar in Wisconsin. Yeah. And he meets hot chicks, and they're like, "Oh, he's a British accent." And and then, and you're and you're watching this, and you're thinking, "Okay, this is gonna take a turn at some point. Something's going down." (laughs) And then, like, we have another hot friend. Do you want to meet her? He's like, "Yeah." And they go back, uh, I don't know, some house, and there's you see them through the window, and there's silhouettes, and there's another hot chick, I guess. And that's basically it. That's that guy's whole story. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's kind of the whole thing with the movies that none of these are really compelling as, as story. Like, there's one of them isn't uh, some some marriage is in trouble on one of them, and that Colin Firth is falling in love with like his housekeeper. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, Born housekeeper. Of, yeah, all all these none of them really work, but they're. I think it's just kind of coasting. The whole movie just kind of coasts on how charming every member of the cast is. <laughs> that the really... cast is good. The cast yeah. is good. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. It's just like they're they're just kind of getting mileage off the bat and just kind of the, you know, very kind of sappy and sentimental situations and, and you know, the, I forget what was the context of this, but for some reason the guy has those like cue cards. Well, not cue cards, but. It was like he he wrote down what he wants to say to Kira Knightley or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have no idea. I I've no recollection of the movie really, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I think it's it's not really a good movie, but it definitely has its place in, in the world of, of Christmas movies that 
you know, it's, it's I was, eggnog. I was just surprised. Isn't that the same guy who wrote uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral? Oh, is it? Is I it Mike? So. I want to say Mike Newell. Is that it? Maybe that was the director. I don't know. He's a screenwriter, yeah. mostly. Oh, Richard Curtis, I think. Yeah. Okay. And I was just surprised because the writing, I thought, was just horrible. I mean, I think there's one moment in particular that was just like, okay, I give up. I quit. <laughs> and that was a scene where Hugh Grant, who is the prime minister, uh, he's uh, kind of has a, a an office romance, sort of. It's like it's like budding between him and his assistant. And there's one scene where he's just sitting in at some meeting, and he's like, "Who do you have to screw to, you know, get a biscuit around here?" And then she just walks in the room right at that moment with like biscuits and tea and stuff. And it's like, oh, it's that, it's funny because like he wants to screw her. There's a joke. Yeah. And, it's like, and I was just like, oh, ha, how convenient. <laughs> That's really good. And I was just like, fuck this movie. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> that happens like ten minutes in too. So. Uh, yeah, no, and it, look, I, I don't feel good about hating this movie, because I feel like there's a lot of people that are, I, I don't know, like, it, it's, because it's just such an adorable little puppy, this movie, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it's it's not, like, offensively bad or anything, it's really yeah. stupid. Yeah, it's not good, and I, I, I don't, it definitely doesn't earn God Only Knows at, <laughs> at the end in the airport. Isn't that what plays? Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. that's right. That, come on. I about that. You, that. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, well. But that was... Uh, I didn't watch a lot of holiday movies this year. That was pretty much it. I think that yeah. maybe that uh, took all the Christmas spirit out of me. <laughs> Which I think was not the intent of the movie. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, I don't know. Did you get a chance to catch up on any holiday movies at all this year? Or... Was there ones that you wished you had? Sure. You know, the old... For me, the Christmas classics you can you can't go wrong with Eyes Wide Shut and Batman Returns. <laughs> Two. It's really what Christmas is all about. <laughs> is, oh yeah. Yeah, the message above those movies. Batman um, Returns. You know, there's a lot of Tim Burton movies that have Christmas scenes. <laughs> there are, aren't there? It's, it's like Edward Scissorhands. When are you supposed to yeah. watch that movie? Is that a summer movie? Is that a Christmas no. movie? It's a, well, I mean, there are. Isn't part of it? It's th- the entire year, isn't it? Isn't it like a year in the life? Of, of I think so. But, but I think I just think of like the snow falling and making ice sculptures and stuff. So that's probably. I mean, it's tough. I'm very seasonal with my movies, so a movie like that really screws me up. Yeah. I'm like, do I watch this in like? Is this like Fourth July? Do I watch this like Christmas time? <laughs> I just watch it year-round, man. Edward Scissorhands 24-7. That's what my tattoo says. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Every day. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, there's all the all the classics. Uh, Miracle 34th, It's a Wonderful Life that I try to get around to. Um, probably another one that I watch most years. It's not really a movie as much as it's just a Christmas special. Is Mr. Magoo's Christmas carol oh really i think is what it's called and that doesn't that may not sound like something that's very impressive but it's probably my favorite version of a christmas carol really uh yeah it was a like half hour maybe or maybe it's an hour long animated 60s cartoon with mr magoo yeah uh voiced by jim backus you know from gilligan's island the millionaire as as always (laughs) and uh he's starring in a broadway play of uh, A Christmas Carol, and it's a musical, and the songs are great. They got real Broadway uh, uh, composers to do all the songs for it, and they're just they're phenomenal. Like that's what's so good about it is the songs are just really catchy. Yeah, uh, that's that's like one of my favorites. That's uh, the animation's awesome. the animation's kind of weird. It's that weird mid '60s. There's like repeating backgrounds, and like sometimes all the colors aren't like in the lines and. No, that sounds really good though. I'm, I'm, I should check the out. The music, yeah, the music is, is is the best part of it. A hand for each hand was planned for the world. Why don't my fingers reach? Millions of grains of sand in the world. Why so I'm sure you can find some of this stuff al- along with some Dean Cain related movies on Netflix or other streaming services. But now we're going to throw all logic out the window in our review of Santa Claus. Tommy's Kittens. Kittens, I'm home! 
It's Christmas Eve. Do your chores, and then we go to dinner. Are causing trouble. Not cool, guys. And Tommy's mom. Kittens, what did you do? We may have gotten carried away. We need to take care of ourselves. Be careful, Patches. Has had enough. They're gonna have to go up for adoption. So Tommy asks a friend <sighs> to lend a hand. Cookies. But Santa. Is allergic. Mom won't let me keep the kittens, please. Kittens. Two cats. Santa? I think we broke Santa. You have to fill in for the big man. Come on. Santa Claus. Where to begin with Santa Claus? Let's begin with the people that made Santa Claus, and that's a little mom and pop studio called the Asylum. And if you're not familiar with the Asylum. I guess you could best describe them as a company that make mostly makes mockbusters, is that what I think they're called? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think recently if I'd seen any of them, and then I totally remembered that, Michael, we actually watched Alien vs. Hunter that one time. Yep. <laughs> and that was an Asylum-produced film. Yeah, it was... Of course, that was a take on Alien vs. Predator. Right, which is pretty much what they do in general, is uh, take whatever is blown up at the box office two years or one year ago and make their own version of it do you remember anything about alien versus hunter uh yeah actually i do for some reason that i think that might have stuck with me more than alien versus predator for whatever that's worth uh not saying that it's a better film even Although I think they're closer in quality than you think, but uh, I remember William Cat was in it. I think he, right, he was the right. star in it, and uh, it, that had this really gross-looking spider alien thing, and uh, just great <laughs> acting all around. Yeah, and that kind of makes up most Asylum films. Yep, William Cat's in. I, <laughs> I also seem to remember that movie using like. There'd be a lot of scenes shot in the day, but they'd use a really bad filter to make you think it's night, yeah. but it still wouldn't look like night. <laughs> and the progression of time didn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember the spoiler alert for Alien vs. Hunter is at the end of the movie is like, it's this weird twist that it's, they're trying to go film some like Rod Serling kind of ending where the Predator, it turns out he's like terraform. it's a human and he's yeah. like takes a drink from a beer or some sort of can <laughs> he's like radios into his home base and he's like yeah the terraforming experiment will be underway soon or something like okay so what, what is that <laughs> what are we supposed to take from that i don't know blew my mind though. good time yeah exactly so that was but that was an older film the asylum did and you know uh, technology advances, production practices get more advanced. Uh, do you think the bar was raised, uh, Michael, when it when Asy- Asylum made Santa Claus? <laughs> uh, well, you know, there. This is a post Sharknado Asylum. You got to keep that in mind. That's, uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's true. With that masterpiece out there and, and all the success that they uh, that that's led to for them I, I think they were able to I don't know <laughs> the, that money's up there on screen I can tell you that those cats they, you know it's not like Mr. Ed where there's peanut butter on the mouse <laughs> that was some, some state of the art I think that's industrial light and magic I think they hired ILM to, <laughs> to, to get that done yeah and I think we'll talk about the effects um, more in depth once we, I guess, try to explain the premise a little bit. So the movie starts out, and we see jolly old Saint Nick making a uh, one of his deliveries to a house, and there's two cats inside talking about Santa. Uh, just two cats. <laughs> two cats. <laughs> that talk, and I, I guess I've already talked about the effects. Uh, their mouths are uh, are moved digitally. They're not doing the homeward bound thing, nope. which is what they should have done. Yep. <laughs> They're uh, digitally moving the cat's jaws up and down uh, to make them communicate. And they're basically just kind of like talking about Santa. One of the cats like, oh, Santa's coming. I'm so excited. I can't believe Santa. Blah, blah, blah. And Santa comes and he does his typical routine, dropping off his presents. Ooh, milk and cookies. Yum. 
Uh, and it's at this point, very early on in the movie, that we find out Santa is allergic to cats. Ooh. You see, the younger cat's all excited, and he wants to play with Santa, but he's sneezing, and yeah, I, I guess this is funny, and he uh, breaks a present. There's a He's trying to hang a little 45 record up in the tree, I guess. Yeah. It seems like a weird present for Santa to drop off, like a 45. Like, that's the one thing a parent can buy. Or to hang it as whatever. an ornament for whatever. <laughs> to hang it as a, yeah, well, who does that? <laughs> I'm going to put your present as an ornament on the tree. And anyways, yeah. uh, this but this cat, you know, he's sneezing, it's bugging him, and he drops his record and it shatters, and this little girl comes out, and she sees Santa. She's real, but also her present is broken, and she's just crushed. Uh, and then we jump ahead 30 years. Uh, and that little girl is now a mom. And she has a little boy. And she lives in the same house. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention, when Santa left, there's a boy next door who... A nerdy boy who tries to take a picture <laughs> of Santa. and uh, But he doesn't get a good picture. And then that guy lives in the same house 30 years later, still next door. Yeah. Like... What's the thought process there? Did both of like did both of these kids like did their parents die and they just inherited those houses? Well, you know, my it's possible that that's what happened, but there's given how creepy the guy acts in the movie and how into her he is, I wouldn't be surprised if she actually did move and he just happened to move into the house right next door to her. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I assume I assume it's the same house just because uh, they're still next door. Yeah, but yeah. I, I guess you don't really see the house. I don't know if there's a big establishing shot at the beginning. <laughs> I like your theory. That's interesting because the guy is definitely a creep. Yeah. Early on, I'm not sure if we're supposed to be like, oh, is is this going to be like a love story where he's going to end up with that girl? But, I mean, most of the time he's just played for weird, creepy, like, humor. Way too into Santa and also very clumsy, <laughs> like ridiculously clumsy. Yeah, and his whole thing is he's like, oh, we saw something. We both saw Santa, and you know it. Yeah. But she, as an adult, I guess was so pissed by that record <laughs> being broken that she's like, Santa's not real, and she doesn't even let her son celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And it, it breaks his heart, and that's like all he wants. Yeah, that's... And yeah. she just won't let him have it. She's got to go work on her mom blog. <laughs> yeah, she's a mommy blogger. Um, and the next door neighbor follows her blog and is aware of the anti-Christmas sentiment <laughs> espoused. <laughs> um, and I, I guess that's, it's not really a source of tension between the two, because I, I think he really just wants her to believe, so that, <laughs> I don't know, so that he can, he, he really wants to prove that Santa Claus is real, for one thing. Uh, but I, I don't know if it's established early on that he's even interested in her romantically so much, but just that he he needs her to believe in Santa. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, it's very weird. He went to the he yeah. he trained under the older brother from iCarly's uh, physical comedy school. <laughs> like he, he, he very much lots of he liked to look like slipping on a skateboard into a pool and like going like. Whoa. Oh, yes, that's all on display. And that's mostly thanks to uh, three kittens. Yep. Uh, and the little boy has three kittens, uh, and they talk much like the cats in the beginning of the film with their mouths moving up and down. And it was at this point in the movie where I really couldn't pay attention to any of the dialogue because I was laughing so much. <laughs> Every time they talked, I couldn't take the effect. It was too ridiculous looking. That I was just laughing over all the dialogue. Because <laughs> it just looks so terrible. Yeah. And, and, and of course, and I, for some reason I love the fact that also they try to do like a lot of shots where they like, the cat's face is turning the other way and they all still have them talking. So it's like, yeah. oh, thank God we can put it to dialogue here. They actually try to get their mouths to move. It's almost like they knew the effect looked terrible. Oh, yeah. So oh, God, yeah. They tried to cut corners when they, can't, when they could mm. with that effect. And these cats, you know, in dialogue, I've always thought is something that either it builds character or moves the story ahead. Mm. But these cats are always just like, oh, here's, there's some toilet paper on the ground. And then they're just saying like, whoa, what? Yeah, how cowabunga. Just like a bunch of buzzwords. <laughs> Never real dialogue. Uh, they're not even characters. I don't remember their names. No. Uh, stuff like probably like 
Paws or <laughs> Goober. I think one was Patches. I think one was Patches. Patches. Yeah. There you go. There's, I guess the best you can describe them yeah. is there's a boy one. <laughs> Um, I called that one Bradley Cooper Cat because he kind of sounded like Bradley Cooper. <laughs> sure. And then there was, like, a girl one and then another girl one that was, like, dumb. Yeah. I think those are the characters. I, yeah, I, honestly, I can't attach any personality traits to them, really. Um, There's a mom. Yeah. So, oh, and they have a mom, yeah. yeah. They have, like, a... Who's there. When yeah, when Santa first she's came. like a or she's an orange cat. Yeah, the orange cat. So the orange. The cat. characters in movies are the orange cat, the other cats, the mom, the human <laughs> mom. I mean, and the next door neighbor who looks like a uh, young Corey Feldman just got stretched out into <laughs> old Corey Feldman. <laughs> and that's all the characters. And Santa. And Santa. And Santa. All right, so the boy has these kittens, and. His mom hates these kittens, and she keeps talking about how she's gonna like give them away. And I don't, I I don't know if that's like the plan all along, or if that's just like a threat. Was that the plan all along that he was always gonna be giving away these kittens? Well, in the first like ten minutes of the movie, there's like one after the other. The kittens cause uh, they they tear up this roll of toilet paper, and then they also knock all these mugs off the counter. So it's it's just been a shitty day with the kittens, and I think she's she's talking about how they don't have enough money for to take care of all of them. And oh yeah. yeah, even though they live in a really nice house. Yeah, and even though that that blog she's got looks like that, <laughs> she must be breaking in the big dough. Um, yeah, so this is an anti-Christmas mom who wants to throw out the kittens. <laughs> you know, it's really rough. And so the little boy realizes you know he's gonna have to find a better home for the kitten so he concocts a plan and uh basically what he basically what he does is he gets the kittens and he puts them in a little box and he's gonna leave them for santa so santa can take the kittens santa is flying around in his crappy cgi sleigh (laughs) and his gps navigational system (laughs) yeah uh is like you gotta pick up in this house and he's like i haven't delivered to that house in 30 years so i don't get it it's like he had a bad experience he's like fuck it i'm never going back to that house yeah i have no idea so there you know it has to be the same house because he says I'm oh the house in 30 there you, years. yeah okay that clears that up at least but although it also raised the question of like why is he going back now and well they said he has a pickup i have no idea how that's monitored i guess they yeah. can just predict what every single person on earth is doing at any given point as long as it has to do with santa claus yeah but like what what is like he he takes the kittens and he puts them in the box and he's like oh santa take these but i don't know it's it's this kind of orwellian future i think this is this is like a cautionary tale i think overall can even since when does santa do pickups yeah that is fucking mailman this goes against uh established santa mythology yeah i'm gonna write a really angry letter Anyways, he comes to pick up the kittens. He's eating his stupid cookies. Uh, and then what happens? Oh, no. He he gets the box. He goes back. He goes to the roof. He opens the box. There's kittens inside. Whoa. <laughs> he starts sneezing and falls off a roof like in the Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah. And much like the plot to the Santa Claus, <laughs> it's like, well, what happens when you incapacitate Santa? You gotta be Santa. That was the original tagline for the Santa Claus. <laughs> what happens when you incapacitate Santa? You have to be Santa. <laughs> Didn't quite all fit on the poster. <laughs> so yeah, he's basically unconscious. Uh, and the nerd next door, like, uh, he sees Santa landing on the roof. Yeah. And he's getting all his <laughs> technology set up. I, it's just... oh, I love that so much. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of like dials and like random monitors and and he just really like acts his heart out whenever he like i think i feel like the actor in this like he he really took a cue from jim carrey's performance in batman forever you know just like constantly like but then santa like talking to himself a lot and like pressing things and i love that whole tech him him using his uh santa tracking tech scene because that doesn't make any sense you know santa's he sees santa on the other roof and he's got a camera pointed that way but then he's like, I have to record this. And it's like, why is it not recording all the time? Yeah. It's a security camera. 
Yeah. And he's like, I got to go get something to record it. And he gets a tape, a tape, <laughs> a VHS tape. And he's trying to record it. But then, of course, once he finally gets ready to, Santa falls off the roof. Right, right. So it's like, oh, no, I have proof of Santa. Oh, my God. But then, of course, later he discovers that Santa, because you see what happens is Santa gets incapacitated and a little boy finds him and drags him into the house eventually after a bunch of scenes where he's trying to wake him up. I seem to recall there being something odd there where he's trying to wake him up and then eventually he just does something that's not really any different from anything else he's tried that finally wakes him up. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember. Because he's trying all these things like, are you like snapping his fingers and pushing him? And then eventually you're going to think, oh, he's going to do something funny that'll make Santa wake up. But then, no, it's not. It's like he just, like, nudges him and he wakes up. Yeah. Some bullshit. This this is, like, it's kind of low on hijinks, this movie. Which is, I've never had that complaint about any other movie, really. <laughs> that there weren't enough, like, shenanigans. But there's not enough shenanigans in this. The closest you got is that nerd guy next door. Yeah, he's he's but he's, like, working overtime to provide the shenanigans. And that makes it not as, you know... Like, the, the little kid who has Santa Claus in the house, more should be going on with that. And then these three kittens are delivering presents. At what You know, the only really eventful thing that happens is that little girl finds them, and it's kind of like the little girl with with Nemo and finding Nemo, you know what I mean? Like, right. like oh, hey, fishy, and she doesn't know she's terrifying. But that, like, there's not much there. That's not yeah. shenaniganism. <laughs> shenaniganism. There we go. Okay, so yeah, the kid is with Santa in his house. The nerd's trying to get into that house, but Mama Cat keeps getting in his way, and he's, you know, like you're saying, lands on stuff like skateboards and falls into pools, that kind of stuff. And meanwhile, the kittens are uh, using the navigational system to deliver all the presents in, uh, in one night, which seems... I mean, I know it's a kid's movie, but... <laughs> They're freaking cats. Like, Santa's magic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, Santa's magic. These cats, I don't know, they can talk at least. <laughs> they can talk. <laughs> yeah, good point. But then what's great is when you see them, like, at, at their first house, um, all the presents they always move are just, like, all, they're all the size of, I'd say, about, like, like, a ring box or something, you know? They're always something that you can actually get a cat <laughs> in real life to move. Yeah. They never show how a cat like would move like like a giant box, like a video game console or something, or a flat screen TV. You're right, which could have provided some shenanigans, you know? That could have been funny. But it's always just kind of just thrown into a little montage of cats just pushing boxes. And then, like, you see an empty stocking, and then a funny sound effect, and then it's full, and then this is full, and this is full, and stuff just kind of appears randomly. You know, it's cutting cutting corners, so you don't actually have to see the cats do anything. Exactly. You know, and the whole time they're just like, bombs away! Whoa! <laughs> Whoops! It's like the opening of the live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when they're just kind of like, cowabunga! Radical! <laughs> Bossa Nova! Except worse, because the opening of that movie is like, it's like, yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. This is like, I know it's exactly what's going on here. It sucks. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I actually skipped over my favorite part of the whole movie. Um, right before the kittens are put in the uh, in the box for Santa, the little boy is uh, got some Christmas contraband. He's like reading them a Christmas story. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember he, he he reads a Christmas story, you know, and, and then he finishes. And I just remember one of the cats is like, "Whoa, this kid is major talented at telling stories." <laughs> You know, like, they got to compliment the kid as much as possible. So kids watching it are like, cool, the cats would like me too. Yeah, I'm talented. Uh, yeah, th- I think that's exactly what's happening. I, I also... But it's like, yeah. I was just saying, I mean, that doesn't even make sense how talented he can read a yeah. book. No, exactly. And as far as we know, he can. We only hear that last sentence. <laughs> we all, it skips the whole story. Yeah, yeah it's not, It would have been so much better if it was an original story related to cats. Right. Release the raw footage, Asylum. We want to know how... <laughs> don't cut that scene down. We want to see the full scene of him reading the story so we can judge. Right. But that was that was probably my favorite line of dialogue in the movie. I liked that. I also um, liked when Santa said that it was a catastrophe. I'm surprised there wasn't more of that. Maybe there was. I don't remember. It's probably too subtle. <laughs> they probably just threw him in. Catastrophe. Yeah. 
Yeah, we don't really. What do we really get to learn about Santa? We learn he's allergic to cats. Uh, peanut he's butter. A little stressed out by his job. He's allergic to, he's peanut, allergic to peanut. Yeah, butter. he's just this Santa. How does he live? He's like allergic to everything. How does he do what he does? And he, he eats these peanut butter cookies that are obviously peanut butter cookies, and which look awful, by the way. Like this, <laughs> they didn't even make any like chocolate chip cookies for this movie. It just like store bought, <laughs> awful looking mini peanut butter cookies that you would get at like chevron just ugh. <laughs> so bad doesn't that just sum it up so perfectly <laughs> you know like when you imagine santa coming into your house yeah you imagine a plate of like home homemade chocolate chip cookies and a glass of milk but the stupid assholes who made this movie <laughs> were too cheap to even bake cookies it's like okay go to the store and buy chocolate chip cookies but they couldn't even find chocolate chip cookies so they just got these weird, shitty-looking peanut butter uh, sandwich cookies. Yeah, which is just, like, even if you have the whole peanut butter, he's allergic, you can do better than those. Uh, I can't remember how that played in. Uh, did they have to save his life? Yeah, they ended up doing, they have to Pulp Fiction him. <laughs> he gets that little, <laughs> oh, I forget what it's called, that little pen that you have to use for... Uh, oh, epic. Yeah, and, uh, and he... He tosses it to his mom, and his, and his mom drives it in, and, and he's better. And then they do something that they do a couple times this movie, which is that, the, you know, the scene ends, and he's like, oh, oh, okay. And then it cuts it to outside the house to an establishing shot of the house, and then it cuts back inside, and then, like, uh, like a couple of minutes have passed, and they're just getting back up to the table. Like, so, there's so little locations in this movie, so few locations in this movie, that sometimes it'll, a scene will end, it'll just cut outside to a shot of the house, and it'll cut right back to where the room was just a few minutes later in the conversation. <laughs> like, it's just so amateurish. Well, you see, what's clever about that, Michael, is it establishes that time has passed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm learning. See, it's the illusion of film. Oh, movie magic. I see. So meanwhile, the cats, the delivering presents, like you said, really the only uh, kind of quirky situation they end up in is they come to a house where there's a little girl who I guess just wants to hold them hostage. She's like, I want these cats. And she puts one in a skirt. And she acts crazy, so she must be really bad. Uh, she doesn't really do anything that bad. She's just kind of weird. It's not like Sid, where she's like torturing them, which would have been more interesting. But then, I don't think that's what this movie was going for. Um, I guess that kids might like that sequence because Bradley Cooper cat is put in a skirt, so that's funny. That's a joke. I don't remember how they get out of that. Uh... I don't either. <laughs> I, I, at that point, I, I was just trying to stop myself from just in disgust, just throwing my TV out the window, knowing that the filmmakers can't spring for some fucking toll house. You know, I, I was pretty upset at this movie. So, all right, <laughs> and then after that. Some more cat montages of yeah. them going house to house. Kids are like, oh, kittens, I guess. Yeah. I'm delivering my presents. It just so every person who worked on the movie could get their kid in one scene. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't really seem to... It's not like there's like news reports about kittens delivering <laughs> presents. Not that there's news... I don't know. I, I don't really... I, this is a world where people do not acknowledge Santa, like most kids' movies, even though there's a lot of of evidence <laughs> it's like where it's like where are all these mysterious presents coming from yeah that's that's something that always bugged me about the santa claus too is that that was a movie that the whole joke of it was that oh santa claus is real but you know these parents are trying to explain to this kid why santa can't be real and always he has all these explanations but the one thing that they never address is that okay santa claus is real in this universe that then you're the kid is getting presents that the parents aren't like you know what i mean like the, the internal logic yeah. is like, like it's not addressed you know it's like don't you remember all the presents you bought for your kid yeah. what's the what the hell is this where'd this come exactly. from you don't you just don't care <laughs> yeah so there's a flaw with most christmas movies actually and that's what I, whenever i see a kid that's like oh i can't wait for for santa to, to come i'm always like no listen to this and i explain that to him i and i teach them Right, right. Okay, uh, so the cats eventually... Okay, whatever. Going back to the cats. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to keep this, uh, this train a-rolling. All right, all right. 
And uh, they end up in some sort of conflict. They get lost, is it? Um... Yeah, they, they get separated, too. I was kind of zoning at that point. I was watching with Autumn. She was f- well asleep by this point in the film. So. Yeah, Britt was, she was watching and she was, for a while she was like, oh, kittens. And then they just, she got creeped out by their mouths and then she was just on her phone for <laughs> the rest of it. That's definitely one of those movies where if you're if you're watching it with like a kid and you're the parent, you definitely have checked out by yeah, now. Yeah, no. And you know the people making it probably checked out by now. They probably tried to come up with some bullshit conflict. <laughs> I think it was something like the cats were lost and they didn't know what to do. Yeah. And they find their way somehow. <laughs> like, I don't even care. I mean, they're not even fleshed out characters in any sense. They're all the same character. They're all terrible. Yeah, and I, I want to say that the neighbor guy had something to do with it, right? Oh, oh, I do remember a part... I don't remember if this ties to it, but this is a great part anyways. Where he finally gets into the kid's house and it's like, whoa, it's Santa. And he puts on Santa's hat. Yeah. And then he can like see everything Santa has seen. Like it's a psychic hat or something. Yeah, is is that canon among Santa Claus? Like, is that, I didn't know that was a thing. If you put on his hat, you can read his memories. Apparently. Oh, and I'll, I just wanted to point this out real quick because I, I didn't, I don't know at, at what point the movie this factors in, but I have it in my notes. Uh, I, I no. believe this movie not only uh, takes place in the same universe as Jurassic Park, but also is a prequel to the events of Jurassic Park because the guy that he uh, contacts his, you know, for whatever reason, I guess there's like a, a club of Santa hackers or whatever. Uh, right, his right. name's Nedry and he's like Nedry you gotta help me out with this and he's like okay fine so a hacker named Nedry okay well, it's gotta be the same guy am I right it's gotta yeah. be that can't be like a coincidence right. and, and the next day you know he probably went to Jurassic Park <laughs> so, I like, so that's interesting I, the, the universes are finally connected finally now I don't have to. Go put this on the Jurassic Park wiki. I am going to. I'm going <laughs> to see if anyone stops Finally, me. my fan fiction will be taken seriously. My crossover. You've got some background <laughs> to, to back it yeah. up. Yeah. So, this nerd who gets the hat, I feel like when he puts on the hat, it makes him weird, too. Yeah. Like it kind of changes. It makes him less creepy and, like, really happy. Like, I love cats. Less creepy? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 okay, yeah. I'm, you're right. Not less, <laughs> more creepy. Because now he's... It's like it's brainwashed yeah, him. Yeah, it's weird. Because I guess the thing is, he didn't really like the cats, but it's not really established. Um, I mean, that the mama cat is, is uh, causing him trouble, but it wasn't established before that that he didn't like the cats at all. I mean, so that was kind of odd. or I don't know. But suddenly he likes the cats, and I think he goes back and goes on to his you know, Macintosh 95 or whatever. I mean, you actually, I don't think you ever, ever see the computer. You always see him typing away, but you never see a monitor. Just, just a weird side note. Um, you do see a security camera, but you never see the actual screen of his computer, if I recall. So they couldn't afford real cookies or a real monitor for... I mean, if you sh- if you have a computer, then you have to show what's on the computer screen. Uh, and you have to project an image <laughs> right, onto the right, screen. Right, right, So they're just going to do that. It's way easier to show someone's face and their hands going like, type, 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 type. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's what he does. I think, yeah, he uses his what he's learned from wearing the magic Santa hat and his weird spy stuff. She must have radars in it and helps the kittens get home. And uh, I guess the mom uh, learns her lesson. Uh, how does she learn her lesson? She learns she's been too hard on the well, boy. Part, yeah, she she figures that out. And she also, a big part of it is her realizing that Santa is real. You know, because Santa pr- uses his telekinesis to prove to her that he's Santa. <laughs> Then I guess I don't know. Seeing the kittens and the kid all happy because the Christmas presents were delivered, and knowing her part in that, uh, it just it all kind of. <laughs> she probably wrote a blog post about it that explains it better. But yeah, it's yeah, that's what it is. Did she, did she get a new forty five? Yeah, yeah. Or I think it was the same one. Yeah, but like fixed with magic. 
Oh, that just reminded me of a great joke <laughs> where where Santa was talking to a little boy and he's like, Oh, I got your mother a forty five once and he's like, What? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. He's like, It's like do you know what a C D is? He's like, A C D? What? <laughs> and it's like, hey, these young kids, yeah. they don't know. Hey when movies do that, like he would probably know what a C D is, I would think. I, I wanted them to just go further with that and be like, oh, it's like an MP3. An MP3? You know, from a computer. A computer. Like, it's not that the, it's, the kid's young. He's just stupid. He doesn't know what anything is. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, I, I, kids really only know about tablets. I think so. Tablets. <laughs> they had to bring, that, that's how far they would have to tablets go. Tablets and Google Glass. That's what all the kids like these days. <laughs> Yeah, not enough of that in this movie. It's kind of hard to tell when this movie takes place. Uh, I guess, I guess modern day. It would have to be. All we know is it's thirty years after, uh, after the beginning of the film. Yeah. Well, I guess like you were saying, since it's tied to Jurassic Park, <laughs> True. this must be the early nineties. <laughs> yeah. Which would make a lot of sense because of the stupid VHS tapes that the nerd uses to record Santa Claus. But then, yeah, so I guess this this is probably like the first blogger is this mom. <laughs> oh, she was right on the cusp yeah. of that. She was going on to America Online and then she was posting away. Probably using it. <laughs> <laughs> she was right on top of it. Okay, and then this is a really short movie, so we've pretty much covered like the whole movie. How did it end? I think it ended with them all getting together and like taking a snapshot, being like, "It's our first Christmas." Yeah, right. There are a couple now, I guess. I I think so. Even though they really didn't spend any time together. Yeah. The nerd. Um, it's ambiguous. And the mom, and I guess he doesn't need to prove to anyone that. Oh, I saw Santa now because he found something more important, and that's the spirit of Christmas. I guess, yeah. And saving the kittens. <laughs> and saving the kittens. The meaning of Christmas. Uh, so I, I guess everybody does their part. I mean, there's some big holes, but I, I think there's a beginning, middle, and end here. I think it all <laughs> yeah. sort of it makes sense. It reaches those, the standards. Because there's bad movies that can't even accomplish that. True, so. that's true. It at least has, like, characters, they have, like, arcs. They're not good ones. Right. And there's they miss valuable background and information, but um, yeah. some of it's, it's there. It's passable, definitely. Though I wonder, like, how much could you really have written for this movie when you have these scenes where the cats are just kind of running around? Mm. And, like, how well could you even wrangle them? I wonder sometimes if... They just would shoot the cats and see what they do, and then kind of write that into the story. That's exactly what I thought, because there's no way that they were able to... I, I don't think they had an animal wrangler, really, or any kind of... I mean, they're the asylum. No yeah, way. exactly. This movie looks terrible. Like, by the way, I mean, I've seen clips and parts of other asylum movies, and this is one of the worst-looking ones I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, it's... Uh, yeah. I was just gonna say the lighting is is like mm. fine, but the cameras they use look really like they look like it looks like a student film. Right. It looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um. So I don't know. Would you recommend Santa Claus to a uh, a, a young child? Maybe. Like, what, let, let, here, here, here. Would you recommend <laughs> it to young Michael? Young Michael. Uh. Yeah, I don't think uh, young Michael would like this movie very much. It's uh, <laughs> one thing, young Michael is firmly in the in the pro dog camp, and not not even anti cat per se, but but definitely, I'm not gonna watch the movie again. You know, and on top of that, I I need I need some something wacky to happen for for <laughs> like that's true of young Michael and current Michael. <laughs> there's there's gotta be some. You know, some mishaps going on with the kittens beyond you know the kind of lame misadventure with that with that girl. Yeah, there, there's not enough. Yeah. There's not enough hijinks. I, I I can imagine a kid really having a, a a ball with this one. I mean, I feel like any kid would just be kind of staring at it, kind of in the background, kind of bored. It's just something that's on because yeah. kids will just watch things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not recommend it to pass John either. So I wonder, do you think this movie? Was a cash in? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh. 
You don't think anyone had the passion to like, I have a story to tell. Uh, well, I think that maybe there's like the shitty peanut butter cookie lobby. <laughs> like they put their money into this. They had something to sell there. Um, I, I don't, I feel like with Asylum, I, you're wondering like, okay, what movie are they, what are they trying to cash in on? And there's not, like, you said the Santa Claus, which, okay, the last one of those movies was still a few years ago. <laughs> I, I think it's just kind of like a generic Christmas family movie, but uh, I think they're biting off more they can chew by throwing in the, oh, we're going to make a comedy about a kid who uh, who loves Christmas, but his mom doesn't like it, and their wacky neighbor believes in Santa, and Santa Claus is going to get incapacitated, blah, blah, blah. But they also try to put in, okay, but also let's have talking cats and the cats have to deliver the presents. Like, I think they have two high concepts that they're kind of mushing together that, like, it maybe if they have stuck with one of them, then they could have maybe gone somewhere. But as it is, they had to put two of them together, like, and they don't really mesh well, and it's still just 87 minutes. So they have to even pad that out by having Santa Claus go through a Uma Thurman and Pulp Fiction little <laughs> situation. And cut to the outside of the house. <laughs> yeah, times. exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think the the main focus here for Asylum was probably just like to cover every demographic. It's like we've made a lot of blockbusters. We're trying to make something for the kids too. I mean, this is a company that seems like all they care about is trying to make movies for as cheap as possible to, you know, make profit. And yeah, I, I think that's all they're doing here. I think they're just trying to like, oh, well, we haven't done a kid's movie yet, so let's add that and maybe make a couple bucks. This won't be hard to do. Right. And there you go. That's all there is to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty despicable. I don't know if it's despicable, but it's... <laughs> it's not, you know... <sighs> it's not what filmmaking's all not, about. Yeah, it's not commendable. Yeah. <laughs> It's it, it's not. I mean, I know it's a business, but they seem like they're solely about the business at end. I mean, so much that they half of their movies are just ripoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen some of these. They have names like Transmorphers <laughs> and The Terminators. The though, the well, no, it's the. I think it's the plural. It's the Terminators. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what I said. Terminators. No, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that's um, ex- exactly what they're all about, though. And on that level, they can be fun. I, you know, but I, I doubt there there's a good asylum movie. I mean, they've stayed in business, so they must be doing something right. I think it's because they probably have. I mean, I was gonna say they have like two kinds of people that watch it, but now I guess you could say three because you could put kids in there. But two kinds of people that watch it. People that are just really, um, uh, people that are watching it for just like ironic reasons, like ironic hipsters or something, or ironic hipster douchebags. I guess that's us. <laughs> sure. We fall into that category where people that are just watching because we're like, oh, this looks so terrible. But they probably make a lot of money from people that are doing that. And then there's people that are just like so stupid that they don't even care what they put into their cart. Or sometimes they pick something up and think it's something else. Mm. Which could happen. Like, I can imagine a parent being like, here, I got your Transformers. And they're like, this isn't it. He's like, oh, I thought it was. It looked like it. I guess it's not. We'll watch it anyway. I think that's that's the two markets they have. And somehow that works. It's the parents that are buying, like, their kid wanted a certain video game for their Wii, and and the mom just bought an N64 (laughs) game, thinking that that would, (laughs) you know, like, yeah. So it's people that just make mistakes. (laughs) People that make mistakes. Because they don't know what the kids are watching. And then us. Uh, we're keeping it alive. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This was on Netflix, yeah. though I assume they must have some deal with Netflix. Yeah, but... I, I mean, we are, like, yeah, we're, as as falling into that ironic watching thing, we're maybe part of the problem. But we're also hoping to see something that's delightful. We want to be surprised. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I did, yeah. you know. Yeah, wouldn't it have been great if we just sat down and watched this and it'd be like, wow, that was actually pretty pretty funny. Yeah, I, I would I didn't think that was going to happen, but it would be nice if it did. Because, you know, it's, there's, okay, there's no way that this was going to be a masterpiece. <laughs> but, I don't know, there's something that could have been done with, like, what if that wacky neighbor was, was played a little bit differently and, you know, they wrote some actual jokes for the movie, some actual comedic situations, uh, maybe some better acting all around. Not that there's anything 
any particularly bad performance, but you know. And then maybe, I don't know, just make the kittens a, a little bit less central to what's going on, maybe, because that's the only way that you can uh, work that kitten plot in there. I think there's you could have made something cute, at least, whereas this is just kind of barely registers as anything. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of how Roger Corman would come up with the poster <laughs> for a movie before he'd come up with the, a movie, yeah. but... With the assignment, it seems like they come up with the title first and then just see what they can do. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly And that's, that's like, the backwards way of making movies <laughs> is coming up with the, the title first and then doing a movie around it. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sad to say I don't think we can we, – we, we can't recommend Santa Claus as, as a good movie, but we, we can as, a, like, an ironic, funny – like if if you're if if you're looking at this and you're like this looks so terrible why laugh at this I mean yeah you sit down and watch it you'll have a good time but that's that's the only way you'll have a good time unless you're just horribly confused agreed <laughs> you have like a big gash on your head <laughs> yeah I, I I concur uh, and that's Santa Claus. Okay, so normally this is the portion of our show where we go to the Netflix randomizer. Now, I think we have a couple options this week. We can either open it up or we can do the movie that we were supposed to do <laughs> yeah. this week. Okay. And I think we did decide on we one. We did, we did. And we, I, I think we should watch that movie because, yeah. Okay, then we'll watch that yeah. movie. And uh, all these episodes will hopefully be up in time to where you can piece together the puzzle and know what that is going to be or at least what our options are uh so we'll do that one then soon enough um but if you like what you heard you can check us out on itunes or mildlypleased.com and uh you know google us you find you're bound to find something hopefully something good <laughs> uh michael do you have any last words uh this movie was a catastrophe! <laughs> <laughs>